0: We're lost. <coughs> my fault, but you... Oh! Food? Yes, crunchy food.
1: C-3PO's. New Kellogg's C-3PO's. Twin rings phased together for a crunchy new force at breakfast.
0: Yeah, the force is with us. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. On telly? No. Oh, of course. How much? Yeah! Nina. Oh, my.
1: C-3PO's. A new force Nina. at breakfast.
0: And here we go.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are
1: tonight's entertainment.
0: Already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the Force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This (laughs) does put a smile on my face. Once
2: more, the Sith will rule
0: the galaxy. Excellent.
3: Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number one ninety of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's episode: the young, the restless, the bearded one. Mr. Carlos, the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man isn't with us today, but he is with us because he's at home and he's following proper quarantine rules and he didn't want to come and infect us. So thank you, Mr. Gonzalez. Oh, you're welcome. You're definitely welcome, everyone. You, don't, you Your voice doesn't sound as sexy on Skype. I don't know. Maybe I need to really actually be augmented hanging out in the Sith lair. Yeah, you need to be here next to us. He's he's missing, he's missing the flow. Boo is sitting in your seat, by the way. That's fine. He says it's indented a little bit.
2: Yeah,
4: I'm putting my feet on your seat.
2: Oh, oh no, Boo. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> He'll never come back. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, right. that's it. That's it. That's it.
3: The man we call King Tom, the ruler of all lands, the man who has quarantined himself high up in the palace, sitting on his throne, naked.
0: Gentlemen, the
3: king. Mr. Tom
1: Chansky, how you doing, buddy? If I sound this good on Skype all the time, I don't think the laws of time and space would allow me to broadcast from the Sith lair. Ooh, wow. And I am clothed. (laughs) He is close. at least from the waist up.
5: Oh, now I'm gonna be thinking about that the entire podcast,
1: and I'm staring at you. That's awful.
5: Damn. You're gonna be thinking, uh, is King Tom Donald Ducking it? Oh, no. that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's, that's awful. awful. <laughs>
3: the man we call El Ombre. The man you heard right there. Speaking of Donald Duck in it, <laughs>
5: I got nothing. Like That's fucking rape. Here's here, guys. Just a little bit of inside baseball here. A lot of times when we record the Sith list, we have to get started pretty late, and it's late for King Tom, and it's late for me. Mm. Uh, today we got a chance to start early, and not one single thing went wrong. <sighs> we we, a Raj called us up. The next thing you know, we're recording a show. It's amazing. I love it. I love when that happens. That's why I'm never in love
3: when I'm on the Sith list. Because it never happens. We have some technical malfunctions. Kind of like when you hear at the end of You know, I always leave a little nugget for you listeners at the end of our podcast. At the end of the song, it's usually Eric really upset about something.
5: What the hell? Fuck me, man.
3: And saying, motherfucker. <laughs> this last one was the best. I loved it. Um, so I don't, I'm sure it's going to happen again. And maybe I can get somebody else other than Eric, really pissed
5: off. But how's everybody doing? Eric, how you doing? Speaking of pissed off, how are you, my man? <laughs> man, I'm good. Uh, life's crazy right now. But you know what? You, you figure out a way and you, you just make it happen and you look out for the other guy and, and uh, just hope for the best for everyone. Right. I hope everybody's safe and sound and healthy
3: who's listening. It's, uh, it's definitely crazy, crazy out there. Luckily, my niece, her test came out negative. So, she just has a really bad flu. She has bronchitis. It's the only time when you get bronchitis, you're like, fuck yeah. That's what I was thinking. I got bronchitis. (laughs) Hell yeah. Luckily, it's not uh, the coronavirus. So, that's great news for us. And our other friend that I've been talking about has passed his 14 days and he didn't have any symptoms other than he lost his sense of smell and sense of taste, which is a common thing now, I heard, for this virus. So, hopefully, he gets that back. But other than that, he is back home and he tested negative for the second round so so good news on that front how's uh how, king tom how you doing my man
1: i'm good and crazy working from home working with my wife my kids at home so it's a bit of a, a bit of a tight fit but it's it's all right question for it's you right. do you find
3: it harder to work at home than it is i mean are you getting distracted constantly because it's it's happening to Lorena and i where we have to take these shifts Because she has to go in and do (laughs) sessions online. I got to grab the kid and be with him for like two or three hours. Then it's my turn to work. Eight hours of work is definitely not happening. Not that that happened for me anyways at work. But
1: yeah, yeah. I'm in in much the same boat. Uh, Right now, it's my kid's spring break. So we kind of let them do pretty shots. much whatever they want oh. during the day. Oh, I, I'd be doing the shots uh, but <laughs> last week and, and next week. They actually have lessons they get from school. So we kind of you know, set them up in the dining room. But now it's like, just like you said, you know, we got to trade off where someone, you know, either my wife or I got a snack. It's doing this. And then I got to take a call upstairs. My wife has to take a call on the front porch. I'm waiting until it's a bit nicer. I can go out and work in the hammock. But the thing is, at work, I'm. I'm constantly annoyed and bothered by people all day. So, you know, h- half a dozen, of one, six of the other.
4: Boo, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Funny enough, my life hasn't changed that much besides, you know, quarantine and things like that. But you've been working. I've been working. You're, You're essential. Like- <laughs>
3: Yeah, damn right, you know it. I need my damn Amazon packages.
4: Fuck your Amazon packages, from
3: AliExpress. Yeah, exactly. I need my fifty dollar items that I bought. Yeah, you go wait months ago.
4: You were going to wait. Everybody, everybody's gonna have to wait just a little bit because if it's not like medical stuff or important shit, like oh, I need my my oatmeal. Oh, well, well, it's not that instant. Yeah, you need to you need to chill out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I've I've been good. I've been good. You know, quarantine's been good. Everybody's healthy. You know, Brittany's healthy, so that's good. good. You know, we've been apart for a little bit, but
3: that's why she's healthy.
4: <laughs> yeah, for her own safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so everything's good. good. Everybody's alive. Everybody's healthy, and you know, we we've been getting good news so far. So yes. it's that's nice. Let's
3: keep the the good news chain rolling here. Exactly. Les, how you doing, my man? I'm doing okay. I'm actually in the comfort of my home, which is great. Are you laying on your stomach with fart. your legs up in the air? Because
2: no, I heard no, that's no, how you yet. play video games. That's the rumor that, that you play that video actually, games. Your- I used to lay prone. <laughs> yeah, I used to lay prone on my super king bed. Yeah, but not anymore.
3: Good, because I don't want to picture King Tom naked from the waist down, and don't want to picture your legs springing all the way up and smacking your back, of your head. He's just so excited. Yeah, he just yeah, just moving him around. By the way, guess what? If you haven't listened, I got to do a special appearance on The Bad Motivators this last week, and we had an absolute blast. What a great time. We do a commentary on the last Clone Wars episode, and that was a ton of fun. So definitely check that out. Um, I'm not just saying that because Eric is on here. Um,
1: (laughs) It it was actually a really fun, fun time. If I may, it was very entertaining, and I ignored some of the people who are in my workspace today so I could focus on listening to it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a good time. It was, uh, we talked <laughs> about
3: all kinds of weird stuff at the end of that, I think. Like we normally do with the Sith list. <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely check that out. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune in to podcasts like the Sith list. There's a bunch of them on the uh, Podcast Network. Just click that tab. Pick one that you like. I'm going to just name one. Listen to Rogue One. They're a great, fantastic podcast. Every week, I'm just going to pick one and just say, hey, listen to that one. But if you like our podcast, definitely check all the other great podcasts out on there. And for Star Wars news, there's all kinds of little tidbits and little crazy news like castings from The Mandalorian, all kinds of stuff coming out. And Jason Ward and the crack crew, the crack crew, hmm, the crack team over there, they got your news. So check the MickeyStarWars.net out. And for all things Sithless, check out the Sithless.net. Send us some emails, the at gmail.com. And um, that is the shenanigans for the week. Now, box office. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Unfortunately, there was no box office. And I I heard that there's a bunch of theaters got pissed at Trolls. The new Trolls movie. Oh, I I thought you meant like like people who are dicks. Oh, no, no. That's funny. No, no. No, because that movie was supposed to come out in some places, the theaters are still open. That's right? that was my question. Is that I know
4: that there's very limited movie theaters open, but I was like, wait a minute, are they even open? Because I because I saw that there's like, yeah, there's no box office, there's no nothing. I was like, mm. are they open at all?
3: Because not every state has the quarantine going on. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So some theaters are open in those states, and but movies are not coming out even in the open theaters, mm-hmm. and trolls, I guess Universal came out and told all the theater owners that we're definitely going to release it in the theaters and on streaming at the same time. They put that out there in in an advertisement. They just didn't do it in the theaters at all. So they screwed them. So they were pretty upset about that. But everything else is coming out in streaming, which is cool for us. Or being delayed. Or being delayed. That's right. And they say the first big blockbuster to come out right after this quarantine thing, I don't even know how how they would know when it's going to end, but would be the King Tom's favorite film, Tenet. Mm-hmm. I read an article about that fuck today.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: King Tom's still bitter about that trailer. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think Christopher Nolan cares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christopher Nolan doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, he made he, his movie. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. He, he's just happy that he made it. He's like, whether people see it? I don't give a fuck. So yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, there's no box. Has anybody watched any movies? I mean, I, I got to watch Ferrari versus Ford or Ford versus Ferrari, which vice versa, <laughs> whatever it's called. Very good. Told you. Boo brought the Blu-ray over and we watched it together. And uh, it was fantastic, really, oh. really good. I was surprised how good it was. But other than that, I don't think I've been watching shows, and we'll talk about some of those shows later. But anybody else watch any movies out? Yeah, I saw a movie. What would you watch? I watched The Hunt. I thought you were going to say Blades. Uh, you watched <laughs> the You watched The Hunt? Yes. God, uh, I knew a guy in my. I, I used to class. Oh, no. I had a classmate. I had a classmate. His name Mike. Hey, hey, man. You, was Mike. That dude was... really struggled yeah, yeah, was to put ass. that together right now. He was an ass. Mike, if you're listening... He was a pair of genitals.
2: Okay, you watched The Hunt. How was it? It was actually pretty good. It's not... I wouldn't say it was controversial. Like I guess it, they said it would be. I, I understand that there was a mass shooting or something before that, before the movie came out, so they pulled it. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. so, I mean... There is that element is in the movie, but it is pretty much all your Hunger Games, Battle Royale, The Condemned, like basically survival of the fittest, and they just add some political like jargon in there. But it was pretty entertaining, though. Okay, so nobody else saw any movies.
3: All right, zooming right along here. Let's let's (laughs) Kylo Ren. Can you uh, set this up and give us a little Star Wars report from Eric Strother? It's time for Eric's Star Wars report.
5: So check this out, man. We have some Ahsoka news. Not only did we get an Ahsoka-centered episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars, we got the news that uh, First Rumor then verified that Rosario Dawson has been cast to play Ahsoka Tano in Season 2 of the Mandalorian. Now that's a pretty huge deal, which unfortunately made uh, what's the dude's name, the Terminator guy, so Michael Michael Bean, Bean? Yeah, yeah. Bean. He, yeah, him being cast. That for, that's uh, Kyle Reese for you folks. He's mm-hmm. also been cast in season two of the Mandalorian. But as soon as the Ahsoka news came out, nobody <laughs> cared. Yeah, but uh, our friend and yours, Jason Ward, had that rumor about the Terminator guy and uh, about the Hollywood reporter backed that one up. But now here's the thing uh, with Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka. We talked about this on the motivators. And the question was, you know, people are kind of bent that uh, Ashley Eckstein isn't going to be playing her. And um, I thought that honestly, she would probably be relieved that it wasn't her. Mm -hmm. But boy, was I wrong. Oh, really? Because, yeah, so I have let's see, where did it go? Um, I do want to just be a total transparency here that this is coming from uh Star Wars Leaks on Reddit, but it's it's like an actual quote and I'm not sure where it's from. Okay. So uh here it is. Ashley Eckstein on Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. And this is From her, and I'm not sure where it was. If somebody knows, my apologies. But it says, Last week, a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I've read all of your questions and comments about this story, and thank you for your patience, as I've taken the much-needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I am not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something I have not been a part of, I am an actress, and I have performed in all types of mediums, live action, film-slash-television, theater, voiceover, hosting, and it has been my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, and I am always happy to see her legacy continue. I am only one member of a tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka Tano to life. The final decisions for Ahsoka are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I truly know nothing about. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you just personally, if I got a note like that from uh, my wife, for example, I would read that and know, yep, she's mad. And <laughs> I th- there's just a handful of things in there that make me pick up that, I, and I'm not saying she... Shouldn't be, but I just...
1: King Tom, what's what's your take on that? Do you know where that came from, by the way? I think it might be her universe blog. I'm not 100% sure, but I think Ashley has a blog on heruniverse.com, the clothing line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I... She's trying to be very diplomatic and very professional about how she can't comment on things that she knows nothing about, but that whole line about how she's played Ahsoka for 14 Mm -hmm. years and wants to continue to bring her forward. She does not sound happy at all.
3: No, Uh, but what does she expect? Like, do we honestly think that Lucasfilm and you're going to, I'm going to hear it about this. They're going to have Ashley Eckstein play her in a live action television show. Which is the biggest thing that Disney Plus has going right now, and the biggest thing that Star Wars has going right now? Why would that even be a possibility? Because she was the voice. It's like, are they going to get Mark Hamill to play the Joker and then Matt Reeves' Batman if he decides to have the Joker on? He is one of the greatest portrayals of Joker. Right, his voice is iconic. Thank you. You
4: could say that she brought her to life, ish. You know that that kind of thing, but there's no ownership there. I don't know. It, you know, it's, it's rough to say, but when it comes down to it, it was a job.
3: She did a good job at it. She's still doing a good job yeah. at the clone where she's great at it. Last exactly. episode, she was
4: awesome. Exactly. And I'm not
3: taking anything away from her. No. She's fantastic at what she does, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, bless your job. heart Snips. You are awesome. Yeah. She's great, but you're, you're not going to cast her to be in a huge live action streaming show that a characters become this iconic character that everybody wants, mm-hmm. except for boo. So <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get the whole thing.
5: The, the whole is, are they going to have Mark Hamill play the Joker? That's a good comparison that I hadn't really thought about vocalizing. And I wonder, the thing is, I guess in one hand, on one hand, you see that she's been the only portrayal of that character from day one, whereas Mark Hamill did the Joker in a long line of Jokers. Um, so, but still, uh, I think Ashley is, I've never met her personally, but she seems really sweet. She's, mm-hmm. I don't think that, I, I, that, there's no way I can say this without it sounding like, um, like a butthole, but I don't, her physical attributes don't closely enough mirror Ahsoka's.
2: Right. Mm. At all. That is, that is pretty much as close as, that you're you're doing a good job right there explaining that part and I don't and, and Rosaaria
5: Dawson does <laughs> yeah, um, just the the longer limbs the all that stuff that yeah, and i yeah i but I get it, I get being disappointed, it's kind of like when um on the bad motivators, for example they're wanting to do this commentary on the rise of Skywalker. And instead of working around my schedule, they call some other guy in and he does it. And there I'm watching my podcast go off and get, I don't know if you guys know this. We don't, we try not to, we downplay it a lot, but we typically get like anywhere between, um, 400,000 to 600,000 listens per episode. Mm -hmm. Then this guy comes on and it doubles. And that
1: made me feel like a complete piece of trash. He was so like 1.2 million.
3: I, I heard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure big in Namibia, I think. Was that it? <laughs> the Number one podcast in Namibia. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know uh, what? That's w-
3: that's funny. Like, like, I got one of those. We we Tanzania, charted in. Ar- we we charted at Armenia. Armenia. The Sith list is hitting big in Armenia. That's wonderful. Yeah, we charted as
5: <laughs> you, man. Global. <laughs>
3: exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, they see your name on it. Like, oh my god, yeah, they
3: just saw my name. Yeah. And this, so somebody listened to it in Armenia. And we got charted television film podcasts. So I I listened to the bad motivators. I think it was, it was Tasmania, right? Or some, or where was Uh, it? Tanzania, Tanzania. Thank you, Armenia.
5: We love you. So, yeah, I, I get it, but I also, I thought she was very diplomatic in the way she worded Mm -hmm. that. And while also being fairly transparent and I'm bummed out about this, But, but again, it's, I thought it was, you know, she didn't make any attempt to like incite the fans no. to riot in the streets about this, like that one d- dude who w- was heartbroken when he didn't get offered the gig as Young Han Solo after his <laughs> uh, excellent Harrison Ford imitations. You know, Gruber,
3: something Gruber, right?
5: yeah, Hans. Anthony yeah. Gruber, Anthony Gruber, some yeah. So, so anyway, there you have it, man. But the big news is that Ahsoka in season two of The Mandalorian, and uh, we, you know. The question is is how much of a part will Ahsoka play in this. I I really honestly have
1: no way to gauge it. I think it's going to be a small part. I don't think they're going to want to make it the uh, you know the Mando and Ahsoka show if if anything she might be part of the uh, tribe or the people that the Mando is looking for. Force users. That would be my guess. That there's you, you a know, handoff or something involved there.
5: That's a good qu- good point because if you guys have read the Ahsoka novel, mm-hmm. the one of the things that she did was realize that the um, young Force sensitives were being hunted down, and she was on mm-hmm. a planet where she was basically like working for this shipping importer exporter, right? <laughs> and uh, his their little kid was just moving stuff around with the force. And th- that's that could definitely be something she was involved in. That's a
3: good call. That's a good one. I think she's going to be in an episode or two, is, is what I'm thinking. I think we touched upon this on the bad motivators. You're not going to get Rosario Dawson to have three or four lines. That's for sure. You're going to promote the shit out of her, especially if you're going to bring Ahsoka Tana into live action finally. you're not, It's not going to be a two-bit part.
5: My only argument with that would be the amount of scrutiny that it's going to, to be under from a visual standpoint mm. is that the temptation would be to, like, have her in the shadows and just a little bit here oh. and a little bit there. You know what I mean? Because, dude, people are going to, and I mean, who cares? Let them. The people who are going to go on and on about this aren't the people that are paying Disney Plus's bills. No. Yeah, people are going to analyze every frame that she is on screen. Yeah. And uh anyway, I yeah, any. Anyway. My question is, do we have any idea how long they want the
4: Mandalorian to run the, the show for how many seasons? No. No. <laughs> see, see now that's the issue that I have. Is people are, you know, because yeah, where we're talking about that she could have a sanctuary or she could be a savior for or a uh, a Moses, if you will, for the you know young force users or whoever's left in the universe, you know, that kind of thing. But You can't have a Mandalorian show without Baby Yoda. So he can't go anywhere. Right. He can't go anywhere. But with what's going on in the show, to be honest, it is a very simple. Simplicity is elegance. I get it. But the concept of the show is he's got to protect this kid and he's got to get him somewhere. Eventually, we're going to reach to the end of that point, I think, sooner than later. You can't extend this for eight, seven seasons or something like that. I think it's going to be a shorter show than people anticipate or like myself, I'd, I'd love for it to go on and on and on. I see this as maybe a maximum of four-season show.
5: Agree. So, mm-hmm. I was, so I was figuring three, personally.
4: Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not sure that I could see bringing her in, in the end, kind of being the uh, uh, in the end of the series, for me to clarify, um, the end of the series, not now. Because it seems kind of, what are they going to do after that? Because he has two options. Keeps the kid and raises him as his own. Right. Or finds where he belongs or finds where he's going to be safe. That's it. That's all he's got. But w- once we reach those, one of those two
3: points, show's over. That's interesting. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe that she's going to have just a, a couple of parts in this thing and it's going to set up for next season. And here's a question. These people have been casted, right? These scenes have been shot, correct? Mandalorian season two mm-hmm. is done and rap. It is. Yeah. So, well,
5: to be fair, I got to thinking about that because of these cat recent casting announcements. The only thing that Gina Carano could have been saying that that was her last day of filming for season two of The Mandalorian.
3: And that's all we got not. as a confirmation. It wasn't Filoni and it wasn't Favreau or anybody. Yeah,
5: th- as far as I know, that when we were talking about it, it was always just her posting that it was the wrap on uh-huh. filming. And okay. I mean, that very that could have just been for her
3: part. Got it, got it. Well, they're not going to be filming. If that's the case, they're not going to be filming right now because of the quarantine. They've stopped production on everything. Maybe they did cast her and they're waiting to get back, I guess, which really suck.
5: Yeah, it is a whole thing. While we're talking about Ahsoka, let's talk about episode five of season seven of the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, we get to see Ahsoka. We, there was some debate. Do you have any idea? I was going to tweet at Pablo Hidalgo, but he, he never answers me. How much time has passed from when we see Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order uh, and walking away to where we first see her on this swoop bike? descending into the lower levels
1: i have no idea and it's one of those things it could be the next day it could be weeks or months and i think either leland Chee or matt martin said all of the clone wars episodes this season were being shown chronologically but we don't know if that fits in chronologically with the rest of the series right mm. so i i have no clue and yeah it's it's up in the air
3: she looks different, man. I'm telling you, she looks like she's all grown. She's wearing that outfit, all denim, but bell bottoms. listening to the BGs doing her Jar Jar maneuvers up there. I'm, I'm telling you, Bee Gees. I think it's months and months. Maybe they, maybe they age a little differently.
5: The thing is, when, the way they cut the episode, when you see the intro and it into it, it looks like you're literally seeing Ahsoka walks away from the Jedi Order, and now here she is. Five seconds later, she just went home, changed her clothes, and gone. Because who who knows? But regardless, she does. She's you know more grown up. She she is wearing straight out of the seventies, man. The like bell bottom jumper. Mm -hmm. It's it rules. And the storyline is is cute, man. It's just right. Uh, When it first started, there was kind of like what Arash was mentioning, some little bit of like uh, slapsticky hijinks i guess if you will and i thought man ahsoka deserves better than this after what we just saw happened i thought the next time we see her she'll have taken control of her own destiny but it actually worked out great for the story uh they met some cool characters she met some cool characters that uh yeah she did. really helped fill it up and yeah Arraj is now in love with rafa
0: a deal is a deal they could hurt someone Honestly, not my problem. You don't know what those droids could be used for. They're dangerous. One tore apart the sector. Without a restraining bolt. Trace, did you put the bolt on all three? Yeah, but what if one comes off? Why is this a discussion? We all know that you're new here.
5: Rough is the best. Yeah. Well, and uh it, it was a good. I'm not if if you haven't seen it, I don't want to sit here and go over the the whole plot line for you but it was very good great action cool to see ahsoka the ahsoka that we know and love because dude anybody who says that they don't watch the clone wars for ahsoka i i really feel like they they're lying (laughs) because she is the one of the coolest parts of it yeah she really is Les, did you get to watch this no, I did not. Oh, you, it's,
2: it's it, up next though.
3: It's really good. And the animation is, it's my favorite so far. The animation is just beautiful. And being in 1313 in the underworld, that was super cool to see. Uh, they did it the great. Yeah. Atmosphere is so cool. Yeah. I, th- I think on the bad motivators, I said, I want to get an Airbnb and just hang the, out there. The
1: cl- you guys were talking <laughs> about the music and the club. That definitely stood out to me.
3: Oh, yeah. The Joy Division, Sisters yeah. of Mercy. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really cool episode. It's my favorite episode so far. So I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm all about this arc, and I'm all about Rafa. Please let Rafa come back. Hashtag bring back Rafa.
5: Arach. Yes, sir. You had this thing, <laughs> sorry, about uh, Sam right. Whitworth. Tell us, give me the skinny. Tell yeah, me the deal. Yeah,
3: so io9 interviewed Sam Whitworth. And they were talking season seven and, and the experiences that he had. And he had something really interesting to say. He's this is his direct quote. And I'm very, very excited for the audience to see it because it's consequential. It changes the way you think about certain things in Star Wars, changes the way you think about certain characters, and shows some really interesting core mythology stuff. I'm thrilled and I'm shocked. So the last part got me shocked that he said he's shocked because. I wonder what they're going to do and what they're going to change in the character to make us feel like something has completely changed in the Star Wars mythology. I'm just really interested now to, to, to figure this out.
5: I wonder if, like, how crazy is it going to go? Because I feel like they've got this, this uh, responsibility to sort of make all the old school Clone Wars fans all happy. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I at the same time, not have anybody who's new to this <laughs> go. Uh, yeah. So what do you think they'll explore in this? How, how take, take the Mortis arc mm-hmm. and the last Jedi on one end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Attack of the clones on the other end. Where do you think it's going to land? Oh, I mean, if he says he's shocked,
3: and I'm thinking that he's talking about his character and what they do with Maul. I'm thinking Last Jedi. I'm thinking this is gonna, it's going to do something like that. And hopefully it's not something where everybody's going to lose their shit and go crazy and all that stuff, which they will. But I like the fact that they have the balls to do this. I mean, you tweak something in this
2: season. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching uh, Miracle at St. Anna and it, the... Lieutenant Birdsox spits in the uh, white lieutenant captain's uh, canteen and the guy drinks it.
3: Uh, well, I'm glad we're doing <laughs> a commentary, you know, Les? are we not entertaining uh, enough yeah, for we? Sorry, Les. Are we not like uh, <laughs> Clone Wars is not your jam? Is, uh, you got to watch movies while you're This is why uh, you don't do this at home, Les. Uh, this is great, though. You guys just don't understand. Oh, I understand. Can we mute Les from here on out? Does that, does that happen? <laughs> is that a possibility, Eric, on Tencaster? Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, see the little microphone icon. So yeah, can I just weird. press X? Just, I, I.
3: <laughs> no more outbursts out of you, sir. Okay, so I, the- I'm thinking that it's something to do with Maul, and it changes the whole outlook of what we think about him by the end of, I guess, by the end when he gets cut in half, and then afterwards, and the rest of the Clone Wars, I guess. I, I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I think he's just talking it up probably more than it should be talked up. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's I think it's going to be a good character moment for Maul, but I don't think it's going to be earth-shack, shaking, earth-shattering. I think he's just trying to get the good press for the show.
3: It's not going to be consequential to the mythology of Star Wars, is what you're saying. It'll it'll be important, but
1: no. <laughs> I think I think if anything he, I I not if you've read the Ahsoka book, you know how the Maul parts of this end. I think that if the final group of episodes show the kidnapping of Palpatine, show the events of Revenge of the Sith from a different perspective, yeah. show Order 66, I think that will be more mind-blowing to Star Wars fans than anything that Maul does. Ah, okay. Maybe that's what he's talking about. It doesn't necessarily it, have to be his character. Right, it, right. It, th- that's possible too. But if we're talking about mall, I'm not expecting. I mean, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be great to see. But I'm not expecting much.
5: Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I, dude, it's just all up in the air for me. It's. What I, I'm trying to imagine what they would do. It. I mean, for God's sake, we've already seen them with spider legs and robot spy- <laughs> I mean, how much, how much more uh, shocking can you get than that? I remember whenever I was on the road, I was actually doing this residency in Branson and we were way into the Clone Wars at the time. Now, mind you, this was way after it was done. We were all watching it on uh, Netflix and I told my wife, listen, do not let the kids watch this episode where they find Maul and uh, because I knew, man, oh man, they wouldn't sleep, especially Henry wouldn't sleep for days if he saw Spider Maul at that age. He'd be fine now, but yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> something else, man. Um, Everybody just about, except for me, uh, probably has read the Rise of Skywalker novelization. And uh, I'm almost done with it. It's just been, it's just been a matter of timing. But uh, I'll say this. I'm not going to give any of it away just in case anybody out there is still a holdout like me and hasn't hasn't quite finished it, but it fills in some things in the story. Mm -hmm. Well, that I think it's done in a very good way. It's not like it doesn't crush you over the head. It doesn't feel like it's trying to explain its way out of a, out of a problem area. I sort of felt that way with the solo novelization, uh, because you know, it came out quite a while after the movie was done with its, theater run, and i thought okay why why what's the hold up for and there was this thing where it talked about uh the the sequence where l three is assimilated into the Falcon. Hmm. you know that was a big complaint for a lot of people that listen, this droid is all about you know droid rights, droid freedoms, and then you're you know giving her a life of servitude tied to this thing they address that very heavily in the novelization and i felt like it was in response to the reaction to the film i didn't really get any of that out of this book mm. it just felt like it was just a really really cool like expansion of some of the stuff in the thing uh it's, it's there's just so there's some neat stuff you know stuff about palpatine stuff about uh, Kylo Ren and, and an interaction that he had with one of the characters that we really didn't, didn't see and was only barely implied in the movie. Uh, it, so I, I definitely recommend it. So if you haven't read it, go get it and read it.
3: Especially the people that didn't like the film. I think that a lot of the stuff that's coming out in the novelization, I think that is some of the gripes that you had of the film after you watched the film that they didn't add certain things and explain certain things. And I think the novelization does um, explain a lot of those things. So
5: Mm -hmm. now the one thing I'll say about that is it does make it apparent with the novelization being the way it is. Like I said, I genuinely do not feel like this was like, well crap, here's what everybody's bitching about. Mm -hmm. So write, write something about this and write something about this. Right. It does show you that how with just another 90 seconds here, and another little bit of this over here and maybe just a couple of more sentences on what this was all about. It wouldn't have been so weird. No, I dude, I love the rise of Skywalker. We just watched it Mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend and had a blast, but yeah, it's, it's a thing and you have to, (laughs) you you have to wonder was keeping the runtime where it was, that was that the best choice. Right.
1: Anyway, I, the, the book definitely cleared up a few big ambiguous things that people still fight about. and I, I, watched, I watched the movie with two friends last week, and it's, it's interesting. I watched it after finishing the novel, and it's interesting seeing it through that lens, knowing some of these things now, and kind of also wondering how much of the extra stuff that we didn't see in the movie was stuff that was shot and we didn't see because we know there's a ton of it. And how much of it was stuff augmented by the author.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) I should start reading it. But (laughs) I liked Rise of Skywalker. I did. I I loved it. So, yeah. But but like Eric said, it wouldn't have taken that much to explain certain things that were unexplained in the film. And I don't understand why that didn't happen. Because (laughs) it would have added five minutes total to the film. Eric, Eric is <laughs> so right on that. It's not like you, the 235 or 245 would have killed us. You know, we would have, we'd probably even like it if it was even longer.
4: Yeah, it should have been some, maybe like a 10 more lines of dialogue. Would, it, would no, have gone it really, would have far, really far.
5: Really far. Really far. Really far. <sighs> really far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As long as they were all C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm mm-hmm. I'm, I, dude, I, I love ripping on Anthony Daniels, but he, C3PO was great in that movie. He was. But anyhow, dude, that's all I got, man. I don't have anything else. No, that's a lot.
3: That's a lot for being in a quarantine and not having any news. Trust. Well, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, guys. Just uh-huh. kidding. There's other stuff to talk about. Les is really excited about this podcast, as you can tell by how, you know, <laughs> into it he is and how. <laughs> This experiment of you being at home is not going to work, less From here on out, just this is working. Just I'd rather have fine. you get this the coronavirus and come this into is the great. Yeah, this. Great, yeah, it's great for you. You're sitting there with your legs kicked up in the air, drinking a beer, making noises, acting like you're yeah. on a podcast. I get it. All right,
2: yeah, that's right. I'm back to crunch crunch. <laughs> oh, for sure, crunch crunch.
3: Pop culture breakdown. Now, uh-huh. speaking of less and sitting at home binging Netflix, quarantine and chill. Ted Serratos, uh, he's the CEO of Netflix. He was on CNN and they asked him because most of the television shows out there and films have stopped production and they're going to be in some major trouble in a few months because they're not going to have anything to show other than reruns. But Netflix seems to be a okay. They've done some, uh, some, uh, pre filming of a lot of different things. So this is what he had to say to CNN. Well, Here's what is happening now. We work pretty far ahead. We deliver all of our shows with all episodes at once. So we're pretty far ahead. We don't see any disruption in our output over the next few months. You know, maybe later in the year, if this progresses long, they'll start feeling some of it in physical production. But the creative process has been remarkable, adaptive, and we've been able to do things like virtual writing rooms. So people are being quite adaptive on getting geared up for a time when we go back to work. If you are watching Netflix, you're going to be A-OK for the next two or three months with uh, content. So there you go. Quarantine and chill, everybody. I wonder if there's going to be a lot of babies. Tons. You think so? Like this is the next baby boom? Fuck, oh, ton of kids. But the interesting thing is, is they're going to
4: start slowing down or limiting your quality of yeah. the video. They because, already started. Yeah, because there's just so many people watching so much shit at one time that they can It's can't like the plumbing it. at
3: your house. During the Super Bowl? No, just regular. Oh, just regular? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just too
4: much to handle. I got them on speed dial. The what? My, my plumber. AD do AD <laughs> AD do
3: You guys have AD Do over there? No no no, Jack Steffen No. Do you guys remember do you guys ever have Jack Steffen? No, no, it must no. have been a California thing. You have to play that commercial. Jack <laughs> Stefan yeah.
4: Southern California. For plumbing and heating, your man is Jack
0: Stefanino. Stefan. Jack Steffen Fix any household problems. Just charge it. Your man is Jack Stefanski. Stefan. Jack Steffen Quick service seven days a week. Call your man, Jack Stefanovich. Stefan. Jack Stefan. Plumbing or heating problems in the home? Call your man by telephone. Jack Stefan. We're in the
4: white pages.
0: Cheapest, horrible commercial.
4: Jack Stefanopoulos. Yeah. We just talked about some
3: random bullshit. That's awful. That yeah. was <laughs> the most <laughs> random thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Stefan. <Stephen. laughs> We're in the yellow pages. That's what said. <laughs> <at the end. laughs> He says that. What are the yellow pages? Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Um, You know what
4: a phone booth is? That's where Superman got dressed. Fuck off. You remember (laughs) in the phone (laughs) book, they have the big
3: white pages? Yeah. You can actually look up people's Mm -hmm. name.
4: I I, I remember that from uh, Terminator. That's how he looked up the Sarah Connors to know where they lived. Uh Ah,
3: Full circle. Terminator. There it is. Uh,
4: Yeah. So people, I don't know if people are going to notice it that much. Uh, They haven't said exactly how much they're going to slow it down or limit your, your video, video quality, they're not going to make it like... you know 2D. American Online status. Yeah, they're not going to make it like 2D pixels, but prepare for that. Yeah. Oh, that would suck.
3: There goes a the 4K TV that I got. Yeah, that's, that's just a nice...
4: A nice screen at this point. Yeah, that's <laughs> it.
3: By the way, uh, are, you, are you watching uh, Hunters? Speaking of really nice 4K, I've been watching a 4K. It's uh-huh. a great show. Yeah. no, really I Really good show. I'm almost done with it. I started it. You started it? What do you think? Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Are you watching it right now? we no. on season three yeah, already? We
2: just started it right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just turned you know, it on already, when we started the podcast? Yeah, I turned it on. Fuck been going off. straight through it all day. All right. Speaking of less, the butthole cut. We oh, have a, the cats, guys. Cats. Eric Struthers, I want you to weigh in on this. Wow,
4: we are stretching for news, aren't we?
3: Because is, this is butthole, this we're stretching butt butt the butthole? Yeah. 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 The, pun intended. The pun intended. Ben Meckler. Who was one of the writers said that one of uh, the visual effects jobs was to take out over 400, I think 400 butthole shots. So cats, if you've seen it, if you're the three people that see, Eric, you've seen cats, right?
5: I haven't. I'm ashamed to admit that I have wow. not seen. It. Well, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in myself, but yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually have the statistic right here:
3: 400 effects that needed to be removed, and there were buttholes. So there's a whole petition out there, boo. They want the butthole cut. Don't we all? Ugh. So, like, how, so key question, for there to be
4: buttholes, how detailed is this movie? Because I just might want to see it for just, be like, wow, they made, like, cat buttholes where there's hair and all that. Did they really put that much
3: fucking detail into this movie? I don't think they did because they had to, like, apologize to the theaters that the cut of the movie that they sent out was so bad visually that they were making another one to send to them. Wow. So I don't think it was that good. See, but the, the, the thing that this
4: reminds me of is the... Buttholes. S- yeah, that too. The first Star Trek <laughs> movie, if you guys remember when Captain... Or no, uh, Kirk... Bent gets, over, bent over. No, Jesus Christ, no. When Kirk got uh, <laughs> exiled exiled onto the ice planet, he's being chased by the big monster. Chocolate starfish, the chocolate starfish. No,
1: stop it. That when, wasn't the first Star Trek movie, boo. The first Star Trek movie. That was actually... Well, for 79. me... Yeah, well, for me, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I frick. think he's
2: talking about search for
4: Spock. You're talking about Star Trek Three. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the, the talking about JJ Abrams yes, Star Trek. Jesus Christ, oh. you guys gotta, you guys gotta uh, get on my timeline now. Instead of me oh, being no. on your guys, get on my timeline. Fuck. <laughs> and so yeah, when he's being chased by the ice monster, the digital effects guys put testicles. On the monster, mm-hmm. and JJ Abrams is like, "What <sighs> the fuck is this thing having testicles for?" He's like, "This movie's PG thirteen. I can't have fucking nuts shaking around on my screen." Nuts. So I get it. I you you t- you tell them to do something, they're going to do it.
3: They're going to do a good job at it. So it's kind of they probably got really detailed with the butthole. Yeah, that's that's what I'm afraid of. So if they mm-hmm. have to literally remove it, you're afraid of buttholes. We all know that from previous podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody touching my butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Fresh, where are you at when we need you? I know, right? Yeah, he's in quarantine. <laughs> all right, that's enough cats talk and butthole talk for the night. Wow, this Every, podcast is Everybody so bad. signed
4: off. If not already, they are gone now.
3: Searching for content, man. That's for sure. And during a quarantine, we're talking about buttholes. We got an email from Kent, aka Shonk. I love it. Dear Sith listeners, hope you're all doing well. Maybe this crazy shit is what we need to unify our country a little bit. Eric, I don't want to tell you what to do, But I think that you'll be better off if you stay off social media. I dropped off about 10 years ago and I never looked back. Shitty people can keep their shitty opinions to themselves. I was conceived to a double feature, Blazing Saddles and The Longest Yard. Wow, The Longest Yard, huh? Mm. Ah. To the comic readers, that would be um, me and Boo. What are your favorite comic book runs over the years? Uh, Where one writer stayed with a comic for over two years or so. Off the top of my head, I'd say Peter David's Hulk run was fun. Garth Ennis was great with Preacher, Punisher Max, and Hitman, the Immortal Iron Fist by Matt Fraction, and Ed Brubaker. And again, Brubaker knocked it out of the park with Captain America. What's your thoughts? Stay healthy. Can't quote-unquote shonk shunkweiler. I like that. That's really detailed, there, less. King Tom.
2: <laughs> I mean, I like shonk. That's pretty pretty dope,
3: dude. Yeah, how about his question for uh, you guys about Garth Ennis and Brewbanker? Great the, runs, like yeah, great runs that are over two years, nailing it tonight, Les. <laughs> this
1: this mean, is going to be the me,
2: end of the podcast. It's going to be. It's, I like it's that. Almost like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, by default, I would say Claremont on X Men. Yeah, and that I mean, does. fifteen years. Cl- yeah, as I mean, and as cliche as it might be that is definitely a very long run and a lot of content came out of that. And a lot of what we have at least tried to be portrayed on the screen is from Claremont. How about a uh, brew banker and all these guys that he's talking about? No, they're guys, all good. You guys, no, you guys fans of these guys in his preference.
1: Definitely think Claremont. I know David Michelin did the amazing Spider-Man. I don't know if he had a contiguous two year run, but he, uh, in, in, I'm, I'm just thinking of the run when they introduced the Hobgoblin unmasked him and then later, right after that they introduced Venom this hmm. is in, in the early 80s but I don't know if that was all him and if that was all contiguous and then uh, one run I really like is uh, dense slot had Silver Surfer, it was two series but they were back to back with art by Michael Allred, which is I think one of the best comic stories ever
3: Mm, okay mm. wow
1: and it, it um basically it it allred's art is very different it's kind of a 60s pop art take um that's just how he how he draws everything mm-hmm. um but the story is just it's just a very interesting take on the silver surfer because he meets this random seemingly random earth girl and they travel the universe and it really brings out a new side of him and it's it's funny it's romantic it's sad it's it's everything this this is us sure It'll hey less less Le-
3: Les, what do you think about kirkman though kirkman in the walking dead that's a pretty damn amazing run
2: that is definitely an amazing one too that is pretty yeah that's up there i mean and you want to talk about an impact the cultural impact that's had a massive massive uh impact it's just walking dead has been almost i mean i know we've dropped off in our like participation and watching and all that but uh It's been around now and it's up there with like Game of Thrones and other shows, as far as I go, Breaking Bad, where you know, just has such a following still. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And I will say this season has been pretty damn amazing compared to other seasons. Uh, It's been really good. The direction, remember, I was complaining about the music and the direction that it was going. And this season has been very, very good, even though with Rick being gone and Michonne pretty much being gone for a lot of the episodes it has still been very good. And there's a bunch of what the hell moments that happened when you're watching The Walking Dead. You always want to see what the hell moments. And uh, there's a few this season. So if you fell off The Walking Dead wagon, which I think half of the viewership did, check it out. Check the season out again. See if you like it. It's uh, it's a little bit different, but it's been really good. Email from Big T, which is great because we never had an email from Big T. I'm wondering what the T stands for. Boo, real quick. What does the T stand for? Tiny. It can't, it, big
2: Tiny? Really? Yeah, it's a joke. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, you just threw me off, so I'm going to pass. King Tom? <laughs> thrombulator. Oh, wow. Ooh, Thrombulator. Eric,
3: what does the T stand for? Tiny. I'm going to say Tim. Big Tim instead of Tiny Tim. Hello, friends. I wanted to check in with you guys. I know by now you know the internet is ablaze with the supposed news of a live-action Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson. Totally fascinating. I feel like this topic is old and used up, at least until it's official. My only thing with Ahsoka is that she has to look really right. Just don't fuck up her look. That's all I care about anyway. I was thinking about the X-Men, and I was thinking that Marvel should make a couple of X-Men movies and establish them before incorporating them into the overall MCU. This might help in the overall story explaining mutants, and also the fact that they have a mutant already on the Avengers. And oh, yeah, she's related to the leader of the bad mutants. LOL. i apologize for the ramblings, but fuck it. Keep up the good work, gentlemen, and may the force be with you, Big T. Big T, thank you for sending that email. Keep sending emails, Tim. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go to my X-Men experts, King Tom, Les.
1: What do you guys think about this? Well, Brombulator, I think it's a good. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a. It's a good idea. I don't think they can keep the X Men out of sight of the rest of the universe, though. I think it's an interesting idea because people are going to want to. You know, we've we've had X Men movies. People have been clamoring for the X Men to hook up with the Avengers, to hook up with Spider Man, to hook up with the Fantastic Four. People have wanted that for a long time, and now that we are in the in a reality where it can happen. For as interesting as it would be to establish them on their own, I don't think Marvel will be that patient. You think we're just going to get all of them all at once? I think we'll start to see them in already established Marvel movies, not as the main focal point, but but definitely as a an attraction. Got it.
2: Yeah, I, I need them to be visible. I agree with uh, King Tom right there. They need to be. We need to. Know, we need to get the ball rolling. In actuality, as far as I, I'm concerned, uh, we're going to run out of time where some of these actors are still going to be able to be a part of this. So true. I mean, true. that's a big thing. You kind of want to see Chris Hemsworth with the X-Men at some point, you do want to see Thor and the X-Men, you know, throwing down at some point. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we got to get moving if they're ever going to get a chance.
3: Gotcha. All right. Thank you again, Big T. I really, really appreciate it. Before we get into our picks, our quarantine TV show picks, and then also, I think, King Tom and Les, you got comic book picks. Am I correct? Yeah, and a bit of comic book news, too. And a bit of comic book news. Okay, so before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about Westworld. Les, have you been watching? Yes. The season opener was as good as the trailer made it look like it was. It was a feature film. Les, back me up. Are you on the same page? Yeah, I'm on the same page. Totally it was agree with that. Amazing. The the production value is so good. It's like a blockbuster film. The first episode, second episode deviates from that. There's a reason why it deviates from that, and it's still really good. It's a little confusing even if you watch the first two seasons, but spot on great great show. And we forget that J.J. Abrams is the executive producer of this show. I cannot wait for episode three. There is some big time Easter eggs that you're going to boo. You're going to shit. Did you, you obviously saw that Les, right? I'm not going to spoil it. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Okay. I'm not going to, so you know it. what I'm talking about? A, a certain, <sighs> okay. something in a certain window. Yeah. Okay. But you, you don't want to. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. It's yeah, really, it's... really good. <laughs> boo. You need to watch it. And uh, King Tom and Eric, this show is definitely worth watching. If you have HBO, if you can find some time, I think both of you guys would really like the show. Check it out. I text Steele to see if he's seen it because he's a big fan. He hadn't watched it yet, so he's very excited to watch the first episode of season three. But maybe we'll get him back on after Westworld's done to talk a little Westworld. And look for those Easter eggs. There's one visual that you'll catch instantly, and there's one that's a, uh, an audio Easter egg, kind of. so. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Now, there is an email from Robert, and this is going to segue us into our quarantine list. Um, Robert says, oh, good evening, Sith listeners. Hope everyone is staying safe during these crazy times. Being home much more than normal, I have been able to catch up on a lot of movies and TV shows that I have been putting off. Do you guys have any recommendations for your listeners to watch? I'm almost done with Succession and it has been pretty sweet. Thank you guys for putting on a great show every week. Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Robert, thank you so much for the email. Appreciate it. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying healthy. Like I said, Westworld would be one for me. If you haven't seen it yet, Succession. I'm so glad that you're watching Succession. It's great. If you haven't seen True Detective, watch season one. I haven't finished season three, but season three was really good. Ozark and I would say The Outsider are the ones... And obviously Narcos. There's some really good ones, guys, (laughs) out there. So you only watch
4: HBO and Netflix?
3: Yes. No, I watch uh, Prime because I watch Hunters, too. Oh, looking bad. And I watch the Tom Clancy one. Um, What's that one? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah, Yeah. I'm up to date to that. So there's my uh, suggestions. How about you guys? Yeah, one of my
4: top suggestions is Ozark. I tried to pick shows that have a good amount of seasons already. And luckily enough, when you guys are listening to this, Ozark season three just went live the day
3: before. Wait, what? Yeah, Ozark's out. Season three's out. Yeah. Oh shit.
4: Yeah. So I have no idea for us Friday for them already when they're listening to this. Wow. Uh, so that'd be season three. Three seasons. Great show. It's a slow burn, which I think is kind of good right now because everybody has the time. Yeah, you, you can take your time with it and things like that. Great show. My next one would be uh, Boardwalk Empire. I think it's five oh, yeah. five or six seasons so good. or something like Should've that. Should have been
3: longer. It was supposed to be longer, and then they had to condense it. And- That's what she said. Ooh. Um I hope she didn't say that. <laughs> uh
4: so yeah, uh great show. Great recommendation by you Raj for that show. Yeah, I do wish that they had extended the series, but it's one of those shows like right now with all this quarantine stuff where I'm like, I would like to rewatch that. Great, great show. Great time period, interesting. Marge Corsese
3: executive producer. Exactly.
4: Yeah. And then for like the third pick, uh, I would say the the Netflix Marvel shows, not all of them, just completely ignore Iron Fist. I did not watch Luke Cage season two, but I've seen all of Daredevil, The Punisher, Luke Cage season one, as well as Jessica Jones. I recommend any one of those. Any one of those. Is this your
3: quarantine list? Yes. Oh, OK. I didn't get my quarantine list.
4: Oh, I thought this was a quarantine. No, list. no. Yeah, it's a good segue. Oh, yeah, okay, let's get yeah. into it. There we go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh. so yeah, so those would be
4: my picks as of right now, what, what you would do. But to be honest, it's a no holds barred. Try anything. American find, Idol. No, damn it. No. But yeah, f- find anything. If it interests you, give it a shot. Watch a couple episodes. If it doesn't, move on. You know, that's. I, I think this is the perfect time for people to be like, ah, I'll give it a shot. You know, you, you have the time, go for it. So anything that you've been thinking about or wondering, be yeah, like, eh, a little shaky on,
3: give it a shot. If you need time, buy the magazine. Nobody buys magazines anymore. What movie is that from? You should know, of all people. <laughs> buy the magazine. If you need time, buy the magazine. <laughs> is, uh, one more. You, give,
4: give me the No, I can't do an out. impression of them. That was an attempt. Okay, hold on, hold on. That was an attempt. Hold on. I am Groot. Oh, is that? Uh, it's Fast and Furious. Yeah, I was about to say. Ben <laughs>
3: Diesel to Paul Walker. You need time, buy the magazine. Oh, Cheapest line in the history of film. Oh, God. So bad. Mr. Chansky, what... Three shows would you recommend in a quarantine time of the galaxy?
1: Well, I, I got a bit of a different answer. Right now, my wife and I started a rewatch of Alias. Oh. J.J. Abrams', J. Abrams show ran five seasons right, from right. 2002 to 2006. It's entertaining. It's fun. Uh, the story kind of falls apart, but then it comes back together nicely, mm. I think. Um, but any other... Plans for quarantine watching have been kind of derailed because earlier this week the WWE announced that they were putting up a bunch of free uh, stuff online. So, a lot, pretty much all of their major pay per views over the last 30 years are wow. on their website to watch. So, I started off uh, the other day watching Royal Rumble 1992. Oh
2: my watch, gosh. That's Wait the a one that.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. That's the first. one that Flair uh, won. Mm-hmm. Ah, and the the best part of that is uh, it's you know it's it's a very long match with thirty people going in and out, and the best part of the match is not what's going on in the ring, but Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary who is obviously pulling for Ric Flair the whole time, and he's you know in between joy and having a heart attack. But I watched that. I watched WrestleMania too. I just have a list of things. And mo- most of these are not events of the past ten years, but before that, uh, that I want to watch because I think they're only doing it for a month. Um, That's cool. It's man. promotion for WrestleMania, which is coming up uh, for the WWE network, but also I think to help out people who are stuck at home. So if if you if you're into wrestling, even if it's one, of, if even if you're like me and you you haven't watched regularly in the past. Ten, fifteen, twenty years—it's yeah. good to go That'd and check out what what you remember. Not all of their content is online; just the big pay per views. Okay, WrestleMania two had a uh, Iron
3: Sheik, correct?
1: Yes, oh. yeah, he was in the ba-
3: He was in the battle. Yeah, world. He, oh yeah, the Camel Clutch. He's an icon. He got thrown in the, out pretty
1: the, early, though. Yeah, you know. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, he did. He did give. He did Your give jabronis! Yeah, and he had the cameraman zoom and he would like flex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's the best, man. Great gesture for a podcast. Yeah, it was Ted Bundy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> not Ted Bundy. Wow. Um, I hope not. Shit, Ted Bundy Kong. was, I hope not. Kong yeah, what Bundy. was that Bundy? Um, what's his name? King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Bundy. Was, King Kong was, was, he was in yeah, WrestleMania yeah, 2, correct?
2: Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, he, was he was against Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, in yeah. Steel cage that, match. that was the main that event. That was the main event. event.
2: It was. Yeah. 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 And he body slammed Bundy. He did. Yeah. That he was the only one to do the body to be able to slam Bundy.
1: Yep. Bundy and then Andre a year later. Yeah, Andre, That's he lifted right. up, man. That was, that was iconic. How about
2: you, Eric?
3: What's your, and this doesn't have to be shows from right now. You can go like old school
5: shows. That's what I'm, oh, all of mine are old yeah, so school. So are mine. So are mine. Uh, <laughs> we just don't, it's TV. just <laughs> how our, our viewing habits work. But here's what I would recommend in all seriousness Number one, parks and recreation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never watched the show once while it was on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, I, the first season, the first handful of episodes takes a little bit to like find its feet, but it is one of the best long form sitcoms that I've ever seen. So good. The writing is so smart. They really did a good job of tying everything from all the seasons together at the end, little nods, the stuff that happened in the second season, such random throwaway phrase comes back, but it's funny as can be too. The ensemble's great. Um the next one, animated. King of the Hill, mm. a classic. But dude, that show was on for a long time. And uh, you know, you, you would you watch it evolve as the animation got better, the stories got better, and uh again you get to see these long story threads with these characters it's it's a great show it's funny and the, the writing is smart and i mean you know it's just the whole gag with the with the native american uh healer it, that's oh that's so good and uh i think my last pick man and this is this is a stretch for me because i haven't watched it in forever hmm. but it's what i would want to do is the x-files Yeah, like start at season one and uh, go to town. Yeah. Especially when you're stuck and you want to start wondering if, you know, when you start hearing crazy people talking about how this is all some sort of conspiracy, watch some X-Files. That'll <laughs> that'll smooth you out.
0: <laughs> that'll make everything normal.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, the X-Files uh, is great, man. X-Files is great. I'm, I'll give my three, and they're going to be a little wacky. First one, I want to laugh a little bit, and I want to go back to my childhood, and what I laughed at the most was... a knock on
0: our door jack
3: tripper and three's company i want to watch three's company (laughs) from the first episode to the very end the last episode and then i'll watch three's a crowd even though it's shitty i'll still watch it and other one was my is my favorite drama it's still my favorite drama of all time and that is west wing i think west wing is the greatest drama in network television it's very very good and my last one would be mad men because i love don draper and I love that show. It was great. And the honorable mentions would be True Detective season one, like I said before, and Breaking Bad, yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, those would be my three.
4: I tried to pick shows that not everybody has seen. Like I didn't put, yeah, you yeah, in no, Game I get Metro what you did. I get what you did. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, that too. Game I just Master like recommendations. be, yeah. like you got to check this out.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, that's you did it probably the right
2: way. Sometimes lists, you know, you try to do something and. In- You just start thinking of so many different things. So to narrow it down to three was really hard. He didn't do his homework. But uh, one that I will go digging in the crates for, uh, early HBO, and that is Fraggle Rock.
3: Which one? Rome. Oh, Rome. I'm sorry. I thought you said Fraggle Rock. No, you
2: said Fraggle Rock. which That was, wow. For the kiddies, for sure, Yeah. Rome but was yes, really good, Rome. dude. Rome was really good. You're right. Yeah, it was only like uh, two
4: yeah, seasons exactly. though. Yeah, I, and I couldn't finish the second one. I was like,
3: I'm uh, surprised you didn't say Deadwood. We love Deadwood.
2: It, the show is awesome. All right, but uh, yeah, Rome for sure. Um, I know it was kind of short, but it's still pretty damn good. That's man. what she said. Really entertaining. <laughs> Let's just get through this as podcast. As as she's happy. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm losing. Uh, Quarantine. And then another one. Uh, this is probably on Netflix. If not, you can look it up. It's a sci-fi show, an early sci-fi show called Farscape. And some people out there actually appreciate Farscape. I hope it gets to a cult status like uh, Firefly and you know Star Trek and those other shows because it's actually a very good show. You mean the old Star Trek or no, the new Star Trek? All the Star Trek. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, no, no. I just let me know now. I'll stop talking about it. Great, great list, guys. <laughs>
3: It's fantastic. Yeah. Let's move on to our final segment here. Let's talk a little comic books, the list that King Tom and Les will give us, and some comic book news, which is pretty sad news, actually. You want to start off with the sad news first, King Tom? Sure. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. Like any other business, local comic book stores have been shut down all across the country. Uh, Some are offering curbside delivery, but in response to this, Diamond Comic Distributors, which is the only company in mm-hmm. the country that ships comics from the publishers to stores and, and other outlets, they announced this week that they are shutting down for the foreseeable future. Normally, when, with something like this, you think it's, oh, it's going to be better when this whole coronavirus thing passes. But in response to this, some people within the industry, not on the local store side, are saying, well, publishers should focus on digital comics. Marvel, DC, Image, they all, Dark Horse, Valiant, they all, in addition to you know sending out hard copies, they also make digital versions available. The thing is, if they focus on this, a lot of the local stores are worried that, when the coronavirus thing passes, the publishers won't go back to print cops, which would make it tougher for them to maintain their business oh it's so awful it
2: is I mean and, that, that pretty much ahead. kills it off if you think about it mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I'm, it just turns them into vintage stores because all the stuff they have already will be what's the only thing they can sell if I'm not mistaken
1: it it would be and unless you get trades every few months, but I think even those are done by diamond also. That sucks. And it's, it, it really, you know, I, I, I was, I I was a huge fan of digital comics for a while. I was, you know, wasn't able to get out to my store regularly and it's what I bought. But now I just love going back to the store, spending some time getting to know the people looking at the shelves. And if it's something I really want to read, I'll try buying a digital copy and then also try getting a copy when my shop opens up again. But uh, I'm going to try and resist the temptation to not go all digital because I want to support the store and, and the people who work there. And that, that's for every
3: kind of business right now. I know we did, mm-hmm. Lorraine and I saw, saw that it was National Takeout Day or something the other day to help small businesses and restaurants. And so we went to McDonald's. Just kidding, we didn't go to McDonald's. We went.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just just
3: kidding, we went to a local restaurant and we uh, we ordered takeout. People that are out there, yeah, definitely help out. Help out comic book stores, help out restaurants, mom and pop shops. They're going to need it, that's for sure. And I'm not a huge comic book guy, but I love going into a comic book store and staying in there for an hour because it's just the raddest Mm -hmm. thing to do. It's like going to an old baseball card shop when I was a kid. You could sit there for hours and hours on end. And that would be really shitty if that happened. And hopefully knock on wood, it doesn't happen. On that note, King Tom and Les are, they're going to give you a list of comics that you can go and order and maybe get a curbside comic delivery from these mom and pop shops. Well,
1: I was thinking more back issues. I don't know about you, Les.
2: Yeah, actually, you know what? What I was going to say to piggyback on to what you were talking about with Diamond, like I myself, I go looking for tree. I actually sit back and wait for runs to come out in a trade format so i can go pick them up and that's that's actually the bulk of my collection for the most part is you know big old giant trade paperbacks, you know ready to go uh so i mean even that will be gone you know if mm-hmm. if this keeps up you know yeah that's, that's awful. it's kind of sad
3: yeah it is question for you guys these picks would these be picks for people that aren't into comics or people that are are into comics that they should have these in there on their
2: shelves I mean I got one that is if you want if no one if you've never picked this up before try it out it's actually pretty good okay Mm -hmm. let's do it and I mean that's what I, I would say for those of you that do read comics or are looking into getting into it you know the typicals out there you know you know the big ones from Marvel and DC but there's some independent ones out there too and then there's also like lower class i mean uh, not class but like <laughs> lower tier marvel characters How and dc you. characters oh, you know that you can um they have good stories out there too so uh one for me to possibly for you guys to get into is uh it's called saga and it's it is very very good um i just picked it up i mean i saw a lot of people tweeting about it some of the other uh, people in our, our friends, they they've talked about it. Um, not at length, but just mentioned it. It's come up. I've seen, I was seeing so much of it and I picked it up and I said, you know what? I'm just going to spend the money. And I got the copendium and I read that and it was damn really now. Now I need, I re- need the industry to stay alive, to finish the print of the rest of the uh, story that's come, that comes after that. So saga is definitely one to pick up, uh, just is it's basically a science, uh, science fiction, obviously, and it's you're on it's a battle for territory. It's just like uh, the Expanse. If any of you guys are like that, it has a uh, elements of the Expanse with hmm. the di- three different groups that are out. So check that out. My picks, uh, at
1: least for the the, the back issues ones, the they're. they're... For everything I said before, you know, for, for back issues, I do go digital because <laughs> Marvel Unlimited is, is, a, is a great deal. But, you know, the alternative is going, your lo- my local shop doesn't have a huge oh, supply of, of back issues. Mm. Um, but when, when they do, I, I get them. But, all, you know, Marvel Unlimited, Comixology are great places to, to buy things. Or Marvel Unlimited, you just subscribe to it. I mentioned earlier the, uh, the Dan slot run on the two Silver Surfer issues from two thousand. 14 through 2017. That was a great story. Marvel Unlimited also just uh, a few weeks ago, they rolled out the first 12 issues of the Dazzler series from the early 1980s. And it's a very underrated series because it deals with this person who doesn't want to be a superhero, um, but has this power. She's feeling professional um, pressure. She wants to, to be a singer, but then she's a mutant. So, She's also fearful of her life in the public eye in case it gets out that she is a mute. Hmm. And that's something you, you see in the X Men a lot, but it, it's it's taken to a different level here. And then in in a few issues, she's working for Galactus. So it's 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 kind of all over the place, but in an entertaining way.
3: Wow. Oh. That's cool.
2: Okay. And then this one, for me, it's I mean It gave us, it was the basis for one of probably the best comic book movies we've ever seen. But if you can pick up the Old Man Logan run and get that one and read it, it's, if you can get it in trade or go digital, it is something if you haven't, I mean, if everybody's, like I said, these are books that people may not want to pick up because they've seen the movie or they've heard so much about it. But once you get it in your hands and actually read it, it's awesome. I mean, we all know the story uh and then there's just iconic the way they the way they build the world in it and what you get out of it is just i mean it's amazing to read it so you guys definitely should check it out uh there is some things that actually you know i'm gonna go ahead and stop right there okay (laughs) no spoilers yeah uh yeah i didn't want to spoil yeah yeah
1: exactly this is a little bit more recent than Dazzler, but in uh, 2004, Joss Whedon began a run on Astonishing X-Men that lasted about 21 issues. And mm. it's... it's I, I think it's one of my favorite X-Men runs, and that's saying something, because like I said earlier, I love the work of Chris Claremont, but it's the objective is to have an X-Men team that is a superhero team. At least that's what they say in the book. Cyclops tells his his hand selected group of x-men he wants to be in the public eye and it's there's a lot of tension because his at the time girlfriend emma frost is part of the team no one trusts her she wants kitty pride on the team to watch over her in the in one of the early issues colossus comes back from the dead and he's rescued by kitty pride who it's it's a very emotional moment um but it's it's a great run and it kind of ends in a heartbreaking way. I I, I won't spoil how.
2: Mm. That's yeah, it's a, kind that's of a tough one. Yeah, but it's it's a great series. Cool. And actually, you know what? Uh, if you can find it, there is an animated version of it. It was like yeah, it, that
1: was on Netflix for yes a and while. It was,
2: yeah, it was amazing. So oh, cool.
1: Oh, uh, I have one more. Uh, this is a current series, but Marauders. Mm. Um, it's part of the new Dawn of X series. Uh, Les and I talked I don't know if we talked here. I know we definitely talked on an ep- uh, episode of Wilcom about the, the whole Powers of X, Powers of 10, House of X series that yes. ran over the summer, but they've redone the X-Men and the Marauders are a pirate group of X-Men led by Hitty, now Catherine Pride, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a very swashbuckling comic that's
2: one of the most entertaining things I've ever read. Very cool. If I'm not wrong, X-Men has been running the game this year. If you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've, they
1: were kind of the chumps of the Marvel universe for probably all of the last decade. Now they're back.
2: Yeah. Up until, up until infinity war pretty much in, in the theaters. Yeah. Well, Well, thank you guys. That's awesome.
3: Mm -hmm. All right, guys, I think uh, that wraps up this podcast for the evening. Anything else we want to talk about? Les, how's that movie gone along?
2: I'm um, actually watching uh, The Stars and Predators right now on replay. Oh, you're watching hockey? Yeah. You're watching old hockey instead of
3: yeah. interacting with this podcast. Okay, that's good.
2: Oh, I'm interacting that with the
3: podcast out. too. It <laughs> <That> checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tom Chansky, King
1: of All Pods, where can people find you? Tom Chansky on Twitter, and I do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. And, oh, hey, hey I uh, w- was lucky enough to be part of the uh, Bad Motivators live commentary of The Rise of Skywalker. King Tom, when you talked about that earlier,
3: and you said you saw it with two friends, would those be your two friends that you saw it with?
1: That would be, yes. yes.
3: Nice reference there. Mr. Eric Strothers, where can people find you?
5: Well, I don't have any friends, so don't look there. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strouther. See what my goings on are. I have been not very interactive on social media, so my bad. But uh, you know what? Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. No matter of the episode that came out just before this episode uh, that you are listening to now uh, features a Raj, yeah. and I'm got to tell you, the title that Dallas came up with that is rare. We're rare that Dallas swings and gets gets the contact, and he he did it on that one. So it's a good show, man. The Bad Motivator. You Check think? It.
3: Do you think that line would have worked in college if I would have went up to girls and said, "Hey, do you want to enter their Rajana Zone?" Do you think that would have worked for me? Maybe. If
5: you had the terry cloth shirt, you'd have to. Oh,
3: dude, together. that that shirt was money. That shirt was money. Did you
1: bust out a jasmine? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, usually my line oh, was...
2: What did you do, Raj? Did you just like open up your whole life to everyone? <laughs> no, 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 no. They no, just no. said everything that you and I have. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm gonna leave no, it but alone.
3: jasmine is a thing. But hashtag jasmine. But I will say one line that worked was, Hey girls, do you want to do a, a rajatois? That, that, I've tried that before. <laughs> Just kidding! I never nice. used that. I never had the balls wow. to use any of those things. The Russian zone. I really like that. Great time. Great episode. So much fun. So much fun beyond the bad motivators. Even though Eric was on. Who was uh, Who's this over here across from me? Oh, Boo! Where can people find you?
4: <laughs> uh, hopefully, you can find me across from you, and then uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sithless Boo. Thank you, sir.
3: Crunch Crunch is more or less laying down on his belly with his legs sticking up in the air, watching yeah. old, old hockey and twiddling uh, his thumbs. Where can people watch that situation?
2: Uh, if I have my camera on, you could be live streaming right God, now. God, uh, thank God if we don't. Uh, but you can find me on the podcast if you are looking for me. Uh, the Sithless podcast, and I'm on Twitter at lessonsmore seventy eight. <laughs> Thanks for that. You can find me at the Sithless on
3: Twitter, and you can check me out on the Ben Motivators. We'll catch you next week on episode 191. Hey, man, we're getting close to 200. What do you think we should do for 200, Boo? Quarantine. I think you're right. We'll, s- we'll catch you next week on episode number 191 of The Sith List.
4: Jesus Christ! No. When Kirk got uh, <laughs> exiled, exiled onto the ice planet, he's being chased by the big monster. Chocolate Digital- starfish. The chocolate starfish. Wait, no, stop it. Because I just might want to see it. Be like testicles.
2: I like that.